It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from somewhere in Sanctuary, this is episode 432 of Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo Community Podcast. This episode is called Whole Bunch of BlizzCon. It is October 27, 2023, and this is Jed. I'm going to start us off with an article from Game Developer. This one is titled, Microsoft's CEO's Compensation no longer tied to Game Pass growth. There's a blurb here. Xbox Game Pass has missed its projected growth target for the third year in a row, and Satya Nadella's compensation is no longer linked to its performance. This is written by Justin Carter, a contributing editor. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella, I hope I'm saying that right, appears to no longer have his performance incentives tied to Xbox Game Pass in an SEC filing first spotted by Axios a specific growth milestone was not listed for Nadella's pay targets at, for the end of the fiscal year on July 30, 2023. Revenue growth for Xbox content and services was included as a component of Nadella's pay in 2021 and 2022, and in both instances, failed to meet their intended targets. The same holds true for 2023. Game Pass was projected to grow by 4.4% this year, but in reality saw growth of 0.7%. Nadella's pay targets aren't indicative of how well Game Pass is or isn't performing, but it helps paint a picture of how much he and other executives stand to gain when the service does well, similar to how we know Take-Two executives get paid quite handsomely for how much players spend on microtransactions. A majority of his pay is based on performance and this year saw other sections match or exceed their intended projections. Usage of Microsoft Teams, which accounts for 20% of his pay targets, grew during the fiscal year, for example, as did the number of LinkedIn sessions, parentheses, like Xbox, it comprises 10% of his targets, end of parentheses. For the 2023 fiscal year, Nadella's performance pay ultimately came to 48.5 million down 13% from the previous year's 54.9 million dollars. And there's a little bit more in here, but I'll leave you to read the rest of that. Everything I talk about that I have in front of me here will be in the show notes. Sometimes I kind of go off the rails and talk about something else, but um, yeah, so that's that's what's going on with the pay for Satya Nadella. And I think last show I talked about how Bobby Kotick will be leaving um, at the end of the year, I think sometime in January, I guess. So that's going to be a big old change up. How many of you are going to BlizzCon 2023 this year? You won't see me there because I'm too immune compromised right now to actually be in a crowd like that. But I hope you all have fun. And I'm going to bring you some news about what you can see and do and things like that at BlizzCon in case you've been busy and not looking at the internet to find out. So there is a virtual BlizzCon, which is what I'm going to talk about. I think I talked about, you know, the in-person one before a number of times. So this is what the virtual BlizzCon 2023 overview is. 
If you can't make it to BlizzCon in person, fear not. BlizzCon 2023 will be live streamed free of charge November 3 to 4 PDT. Following the live show, you'll also be able to watch BlizzCon 2023 as a video on demand on your own schedule. In addition to the streaming experience, this year we're pleased to introduce BlizzCon Collection as an optional purchase for our virtual audience. Celebrate the return of BlizzCon with a bountiful collection of digital goodies and in-game items. These packs are a must-have for any player journeying through the immersive worlds of World of Warcraft, Diablo 4, Overwatch 2, Hearthstone, and Warcraft Rumble TM. <laughs> Whether you're a seasoned hero or just starting your adventure, don't miss out on these iconic items and enhancements to your gameplay experience. BlizzCon Collection also gives you a special BlizzCon Gear Store discount. Restrictions apply. If you are attending BlizzCon in person, the BlizzCon Collection Legendary Pack is included with your purchase of admission. In-person attendees will receive their BlizzCon collection codes no later than four weeks after purchase. There's a read more in here. Let's see what that goes to. It goes to the Blizzard Collection Legendary Pack stuff, basically. So there's that. Um, it's on Battle.net US shop Battle.net thing. So that's there. I think I've mentioned that one before, I think. Um, so here's the ways you can watch BlizzCon from home or virtually. Catch BlizzCon 2023 live November 3rd and 4th on Blizzard's YouTube channels or on Twitch. If you miss the live show, you'll be able to watch the video on demand VOD replays on your own schedule. Please note to watch the show, you'll need to be logged into your YouTube account or your Google account if using a Chrome browser due to the inclusion of some age-restricted content. Languages. BlizzCon 2023 will be streamed in English with subtitles, versions available in English, German, Spanish, French, Mandarin, and Korean. Schedule. Whether you plan to join in person or virtually, we wanted to share a first look at the events in store. Visit Blizzard's YouTube channels or Twitch on November 3 to 4 to catch all the panels and programming below. BlizzCon is for the community, so feel free to share it with yours by co-streaming. That's aiming out for people that are on Twitch, I think. They're basically saying, please share this with everyone. So they could do that. I, I look at Twitch. I do some gaming on Twitch with a group of people. It's TTRPG stuff, mostly, um, for me. And there's um, a lot of other things going on with, with that. I don't really need to do a whole thing because there's a lot of games that happen there. But I don't actually use my Twitch account. I really don't. I did for a while, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's where I'm at with it. So here's the broadcast schedule. November 3rd, 11 a.m. is the opening ceremony. 1.30 p.m. is WoW, What's Next? 2.30 p.m. is Overwatch 2 Deep Dive. 3.30 p.m. is WoW Classic, What's Next? 4.30 p.m. is Hearthstone, What's Next? And 5.30 p.m. is Warcraft Rumblings. On November 4, there is a WoW Deep Dive at 12 p.m. And at 1.30 p.m., it is Overwatch 2 What's Next. Uh, 2.30 p.m. is the one, you, if you're listening to this show, you're probably the most excited about. It is the Diablo 4 Campfire Chat. At 4.45, there is a community night. I have no idea what that means. Um, it might be you get to talk to streamers and people like that, Diablo partners that probably came to BlizzCon to say hi to people. And at 6.15 p.m., there is the uh, Lay Seraphim appearance. I don't know what that is. 
So this is going to be live streamed on Blizzard's YouTube and Twitch channels, and all times are listed in PDT time zone. Um, so that's a thing to know. Thing to hang on to, I suppose. There's also a whole bunch of Blizzard gear for all of their games, but I'm mostly interested in the Diablo stuff, so I'm going to tell you about some of the things that are in there. There is this red Lilith statue. It is 12 inches tall. It is $120. It is basically transparent. It is in the shape of previous Lilith statues you've seen, where she's like holding on to a skull, that sort of thing, but it's bright red. I have no idea what this thing is made out of, so I'm going to take a look and see if it is in fact acrylic, because I think it looks like it's acrylic. Well, it doesn't tell me. It's just the Diablo 4 Red Lilith 12-inch statue for $120. I don't know what's up with that, but I think if it is made out of acrylic, it's going to be really hard to get home from BlizzCon if you go. There's um, some hockey jerseys, there's some pullovers, there's a sling bag. I'm not really sure how that works out. I mean, wasn't that a fanny pack like decades ago? I don't know. There's a collector's edition pin with Lilith's head on it. Uh, a bunch of different sweatshirts. Some of them have images of different character classes from Diablo 4 or other, you know, maybe like earlier stuff. There's a necromancer zip up. There's a tree of whispers pullover hoodie. There's a Lilith holiday sweater. That's kind of bizarre in my opinion. There's a Diablo 4 Inarius snapback hat with the iconic uh, picture of him where he's like bound in chains and his wings of light are all behind him. There's, uh, if you've played long enough, most of you probably have in Diablo 4, you've probably seen um, Lilith go into, uh, this might be a spoiler, it's not that far into the game though, but Lilith eventually finds this particular key and now it is being sold for $15 as a Diablo 4 hell key ornament, <laughs> if you want that. There's a Diablo 4 Anarius and Lilith women's shirt, and, then, and there's also a men's shirt the same way, you can get whichever one you want. If you don't want to have a Diablo 4 Hellkey ornament on your Christmas tree, assuming that's something you enjoy doing is Christmas, um, there's one that is on its own. It's $35, and it looks about the same. There is a Goatman plush in a little bag. It's hysterically funny looking. You might remember the Diablo 4 Limited Collector's box that did not have the game in it. You can get that for about $100 now. There's a Tarot Sanctuary, and I think the art might be really neat to look at. There's some of the books. Uh, there's a Diablo Tales from the Herodric Library, and so that's a lot of stuff. There is a headset from Steel Series Arctis, Arctis Nova headset. There's a desk mat. I'm not really sure what that's showing, but it's got the Diablo 4 logo on it. There's a Steel Series Aerox 5 Wireless Mouse Diablo 4 edition. It is a black mouse with a bunch of carved pieces out of it and the Diablo 4 logo, and the bottom of it shines blue for some reason. Then there's the original statue of Lilith, which you've seen before. There's a Lilith goblet for $66.66. There's a Diablo 4 Lilith 1000 piece puzzle, which I don't think I'm gonna go there, you know? There's the Book of Lorath. I'm pretty sure I have that one, I think. There is the statue of Honorius, which looks like the thing I described before, only this one is a statue. You may have seen that uh, somewhere online. There's the Book of Adria. That's been around for a while. There's this weird Diablo Soulstone power bank that looks like a 
crystal kind of in a triangular-ish shape. It's really weird. I'm not really sure what that's supposed to do, but hey, it's been knocked down to $39.95 from $50. You can get a Diablo 2 Resurrected Collector's Edition pin for 20 bucks. There's a Diablo 2 Resurrected 3x LP Vinyl Deluxe box set of I'm not even sure what. It was $220, now it's $175. There's a puzzle for Diablo 2. There's a Legends of the Barbarian Bolkathos book, maybe? Is it a book? I think it's a book. I think it's got like a comic going on in there. There's a red backpack, Diablo 4 red backpack. If you walked around town in this after getting it, someone might notice the tiny little logo on there. But, you know, it's also discounted from $55 to $44. And then you've got, like, the men's version and the women's version of the Necromancer uh, symbols from, I'm going to guess, Diablo 3, but it doesn't say Diablo 4. And then it's all the other classes, uh, Sorcerer, um, Druid, Barbarian, maybe this is D4 after all. Um, rogues, I've been playing a lot of Rogues. There's shirts with the, just the Diablo 4 icon on them of different sizes and shapes and stuff like that. Some of them are denim, some of them look like basketball jerseys or baseball jerseys. There's a lot of button-up shirts that have the logo that, you know, you might be able to wear to work if the logo wasn't screaming at the front of the pocket there, you know. There's one with the butcher, and it's very pixelated, like the original one or something like that, and, you know, season one black t-shirt with that particular logo on it. It goes on and on. There's a tree of Inifus, a bunch of stuff with Lilith. Yeah, different things. There's a Diablo 4 women's slouchy t-shirt. I have no idea why they called it that. It's roughly the same shape of what a men's t-shirt would be, only it's got like a uh, circular neckline on there. I, I don't know, but there's like hoodies galore. If you need a hoodie, you'll get it from BlizzCon probably, if you go there. You can also just buy it through this store and it just goes on and on and on and on. <laughs> There are socks with the logo of Diablo 4. I have no idea why, but they're there. There's a Diablo 4 Lilith Seal Billfold wallet with her face on it. There's there's art. Two of them are for uh, the Bulkathos art, and two of them are for uh, the Inarius art. There's a canvas painting, I guess, the Diablo 4 Army of the Undead. You've seen this one before where there's a necromancer standing on top of some... Uh, stone-like object and having all his minions run around the graveyard. There are uh, two Diablo... Well, it's a Diablo 4 Classes Collector Edition pin. That one is for, I guess, all of the classes. There's a Stein. Need a Stein? There's a Stein. There's some tumblers, too. Uh, hats of different kinds. Some of them look like for winter weather. There's... This, the thing that I find the most amusing is there's a pair of Diablo Immortal slippers and they just say the logo of Diablo Immortal and have like this little band around them. And I'm like, really? They're calling them slides. You know, maybe they're slides. There is some really cool artwork from um, Diablo Immortal characters. And it's kind of like, it almost, but not quite reminds me of like cyberpunk looking art. Because it's got like the glowing, you know, Diablo thing with whatever symbol happens to be for that character. There's one for the Barbarian, Crusader, Demon Hunter, Monk. Necromancer, wizard, and barbarian again. Um, long sleeve, short sleeve, whatever you like, it's there. There's ones that have um, Diablo Immortal characters, but they're in like a sort of a diamond shape, and it's got the picture close up of the character, and then like gothic looking writing underneath in different colors. Uh, there's some very, very strange looking art. 
on some stuff that has to do with uh, Diablo Immortal. If you need t-shirts, you're going to find them here. There's also prints uh, of the Diablo Immortal Necromancer, the Barbarian, the... What's this one? Crusader, Demon Hunter, Monk and Sorceress. A lot of stuff. There's a Diablo 3 10th Anniversary canvas. If you've played Diablo 3 at the time, we were seeing little pieces of it as a couple of seasons rolled by and then it was all together. That's what that one is, if you like that. Um, there's Diablo 3 and Diablo 2 shirts. It just goes on and on and on. I don't know. They do still have the Diablo Pride unisex t-shirt for men or for women. I think I bought the Ben's one because it's bigger and comfier and I like that better. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff in here. There's a Blizzard series bunch of pins you can get. I'm not even sure what all those are. Yeah, a lot of pins. If you're a pin collector, you can probably get it from this store. There are Diablo 4 metal dice, but they have been sold out. And then there's um, Diablo Immortal, Diablo uh, 4, and I guess just more Diablo Immortal that you can stick on your phone, like a phone back or something. And I don't know. Some of this kind of looks fun. Um, I, I'm not going to BlizzCon to get it. I don't know if I'm going to buy stuff or not. We'll figure it out later. But that's kind of an overview if you're just looking for Diablo stuff that you can wear somewhere. This this is a place to find it. So Blizzard posted on October 27, which is today. Your guide to Diablo 4 at BlizzCon November 3-4. to 4. So let's see what we have here. The fiery basin of the burning hells crackles and sparks in yearning. BlizzCon 2023 will soon be upon us. On November 3 to 4, in-person attendees can meet their favorite content creators, get a Hells Inc. flash tattoo, receive a signature from members of the development team, and more. For those turning in from home, we'll be broadcasting a special Diablo 4 campfire chat live from the BlizzCon show floor, and multiple Diablo-partnered content creators will be live streaming, which can also be viewed in person by attendees. Here are many of the activities going on in the Diablo section of BlizzCon. Unless specified otherwise, these activities will be available on both Friday and Saturday of the event. So here's what we have. Meet Diablo partnered creators. Some of the most seasoned wanderers in our community will be at BlizzCon to share their secrets to culling demons, but also to meet you. Keep an eye out for the meet and greet opportunities with these creators. And they've got listed here uh, Wudijo, Anna Cake Live, Riker, Darth Microtransaction, Actually Arcane, and Macro Bio Boy. And it says, watch content creators slay demons live. Not only can you meet some prominent saviors of Sanctuary, but you can watch them paint the floor red with the viscera of felled demons live at BlizzCon. These creators will be streaming their exploits for those at home to watch as well. I'm assuming they're going to be doing this on Twitch, but I don't really know. So here's the list. It is the ones I mentioned just a second ago. Plus, Lucky Luciano, Force Gaming, Kriparian, Deoxide, Echo Hack, Gymnasium, and Lexu. I think I pronounced that right. And then, this is the thing with the tattoos. Okay, so this is what they're talking about next. It's get in the slaying spirit with these activities. Hell's Inc. Take your love for Diablo to a more permanent level by getting one of 13 flash tattoo designs from the talented artists at Vatican Studios. Tattoos are complimentary for all BlizzCon attendees, but appointments will be on a first-come, first-served basis, so sign up early in person. Prinker Temporary Tattoos For those who wish to display their devotion 
into the burning hells in a less permanent way, Prinker will be offering temporary versions of the Hells Inc. flash tattoos. Appointments are not needed for this activity. Developer signing opportunity meets some of the makers of your favorite game during our developer signing opportunity. Members of our development team will be around every hour or so in a rotating cast to meet you. Tarot card readers. You know, the box you could buy off at the store there. Uh, Place your fate in the hands of a professional tarot card reader. Will your future be as bright as the high heavens or as frigid as the fractured peaks? There's only one way to know. Appointments are not needed for this activity. Wings of Anarius photo opportunity. Kneel before him and remember, you are small. Wonderfully small. That's from uh, Prava, I think, right? Uh, place yourself between the animated wings of the father of Sanctuary, Anarius. This photo opportunity welcomes all to envision themselves as the prophet. Sacrificial altar photo opportunity. The, as they say in Sanctuary, it isn't truly a celebration without a few sacrifices. Offer your mortality to the cultists for a once-in-a-lifetime photo opportunity. Museum of Sanctuary. Peruse a collection of long-forgotten artifacts dredged up from the furthest reaches of Sanctuary in this walkthrough exhibit. Herodric Library. Stay a while and browse our selection of tomes and curios. This is where attendees can purchase special Diablo merch and literature and then have it signed by dutiful scribes. Mountain Dew Quest. This one feels out of place to me <laughs> for some reason. All right, Mountain Dew Quest. Quench your thirst for annihilating Lilith's legions by partaking in a Mountain Dew scavenger hunt. Attendees will need to locate cans of Mountain Dew touched by Lilith's hatred. Find all the cans, and you'll be entered into a giveaway for an especially sinister Lilith statue. That is probably, in my estimation, the bright red one that looks to me to be made out of acrylic. I don't know if it is, but maybe. All right, and then BlizzCon Diablo 4 Campfire Chat is going to be November 4, 2.30 to 3.30 p.m. PDT. Join Game Director Joe Shelley, Associate Game Director Brent Gibson, Production Director Tiffany Watt, Lead Game Producer Kaylee Calder, and Associate Director of Community Adam Fletcher, live from BlizzCon as they talk about what's next for Diablo 4. This Campfire Chat will also be streamed for those at home to tune in. On the first day of BlizzCon, attendees will be able to drop questions into a box located in the Diablo section of BlizzCon. We'll answer, meaning the people named above, will answer questions submitted to the box and sent to us via social media during the campfire chat. We've also got some patch notes from October 27, which is today. So here's a couple things that they changed. Uh, there's some gameplay updates. Paragon Board added a refund all button to Paragon Boards. Developers note, players communicated that reworking all or most of their Paragon points was a common occurrence. We've added this button to make it easier to do big respecs, along with the increases to gold income from Whispers in the Season of Blood. Training dummy! Players can test their metal against a new, inanimate, and unkillable foe. The training dummy. The dummy is located in an underground room. The entrance can be found in Kiovashad. The training room contains a stash and, a, and the training dummy. Players can choose between attacking one training dummy or a small group of them and dictate whether each training dummy is of normal, elite, or boss monster difficulty. 
Season of Blood. Blood wells now drop more piles of potent blood, slightly increasing the total average amount dropped. Previously, one pile of 45 to 60 potent blood. New, eight piles of five to nine each. Added additional information to vampiric power tooltips to clarify what their next rank will increase. Added additional information to the vampiric powers upgrade screen that communicates the amount of packs required and the powers activation cost. Miscellaneous. The search area has been reduced for all whispers that require the player to find and kill a specific monster. On that, I was playing Diablo 4 the other day and I got a quest to kill like a whole bunch of specifically named vampires and it was like all over the place. I think I got one and then I got sort of stuck in like the regular content a bit and stuff like that. So I'm wondering if that's what this is referring to. I'm not really sure, but it seems like maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe this has to do with the Tree of Whispers. Something like that. Um, then there's some bug fixes. Fixed an issue where the screenwriter wouldn't fully read the Hunter's Acclaim title. Well, that's a thing. Dungeons and Events. Fixed an issue where progress in the Halls of the Damned dungeon could be reset from leaving the area during the travel to the Sepulchrum objective. Well, that sounds like a problem right there. Fixed an issue with the Whispering Pines dungeon where doors could randomly appear in areas they shouldn't. What lies behind door number three? Hell, it says. <laughs> Fixed an issue where the Waves of Darkness event sometimes didn't reward grim favors. And then there's a bunch of gameplay stuff in here as well, quite a bit. There's some quest stuff. Season of Blood, I'll read you that because that's live right now. Fixed an issue where the blood lure receptacles could be activated without getting rewards in local co-op play. Fixed an issue where the Sanguine Pillar in the Sanguine Battery event didn't have its life scale pro properly in Nightmare Dungeons, making it easy for enemies to destroy. Oh no! <laughs> Fix an issue where vampiric curse could be applied to non-hostile objects. Objects. <laughs> You've given it a vampiric curse. What would the object be? A stone? One of those ore things? I don't know. Fixed an issue where seeker caches could drop more than once when a player swapped between different parties. Fixed an issue where the blood seal menu couldn't be navigated properly with the D-pad on controllers while inspecting equipped blood seals. Fixed an issue where evade and non-damaging skills could trigger hemomancy. <laughs> Fixed an issue where swapping between keyboard and controller while upgrading vampiric powers would consume potent blood without applying the upgrade. Fixed an issue where removing a pact while in the vampiric powers tab would cause equipment tooltips to malfunction. Fix an issue where the tooltip implied that durability would be restored to a damaged item after removing a pact from it. Fixed an issue where the player could get stuck behind a Seeker's Cache in Hawazar during the Blood Harvest event. <laughs> that would be terrible. You wouldn't be able to move. Fixing an issue where uh, the glacial fissure attack from the beast in the ice could deal damage through, through walls and outside of the boss area. <laughs> Fixed an issue where the summons of the Deathless quest could have its progression blocked if not all players in the party were alive when starting this, the Speak to Eris step. Fixed an issue where the Magistrate's notice could be inaccessible during the Blood Money quest if another player in the party didn't have the quest active. Fixed an issue where Flicker Step's affix would occasionally not activate when using metamorphos Metamorphosis. 
fixed an issue where the description of the domination vampiric power described the effects of chill when it shouldn't have described the effects of when it should have described the effects of frozen. Fixed an issue where the blood bishop's flesh sacks were not properly damaging players. Fixed an issue where stored souls could get spent by the sorcerer's defensive autocast skills such as ice armor and frost nova. Fixed an issue where the metamorphosis blood seal while having oculus equipped would result in teleport evade charges not renewing properly. Fixed an issue where exiting the blood seal upgrade screen too quickly could result in being unable to upgrade the blood seal again until you restarted the game. Fixed an issue where the scroll of amnesia would not go to the lost stash if left on the ground and the player left the area. Fixed an issue where the sack of vampiric torques would drop rings instead of amulets. And then there's some user interface stuff here too. Some miscellaneous. Here, I'll read you a little bit of the miscellaneous. Fixed an issue where using a chaos scroll while exiting the fields of hatred could disconnect the camera from the player. So if you're playing on Twitch, your camera's gonna go off on that, but they fixed it now. Fixed an issue where the reins of the bloody liquid steed mount cosmetic was not rewarded for defeating Echo of Lilith. Here's a developer's note for that one. This will be rewarded retroactively for any players that have already defeated Echo of Lilith. These players will receive the mount upon logging in after installing patch 1.2.1. There's a whole bunch of other things in here and some older stuff. So that's basically what's going on with that. Wowhead has an article written three days ago by Jez Ataras called Webtoons of Sanctuary Out Now Diablo 4. And it's a, it's a comic. So here is a little bit from this. I'm going to read the Blizzard part that uh, Wowhead so nicely put in here. Envisioned by acclaimed Webtoons author Joe Seok, the bone-chilling Webtoons of Sanctuary collection may unsettle the most hardened of adventurers. Originally published in Korean, these tales provide a glimpse into the fabled horrors the wary inhabitants of Sanctuary might regale to unruly children under a full moon. There are six ominous installments in total to shock and delight. Each individual tale from this anthology delves into the unseemly and macabre. The imagined terrors that lurk before the light of another grim dawn. A lone wanderer strikes a bargain in a sleepy village. A family cautiously welcomes their newest member. A child seeks to pay respects to a lost grandparent and more. As is often the case in Sanctuary, things are not what they seem to be. Read the webtoons of Sanctuary below. There are six of them. And I've pulled that specifically. The first one is Sanctuary Nightmares, number one, The Goatman. And it goes on from there. And there's art in here and things written in English as opposed to Korean. I'm sure they could probably translate things differently for other areas of the world that want to do this but it looks pretty good to me and i'm all about like comics that are creepy and stuff like that so sounds interesting um you can look at it through wowhead which everything again i don't know if i already said this but everything i talk about in here that is part of the show notes will end up in the show notes at shatteredsoulstone.com Blizzard Watch has an article titled How to Complete the Season Journey in Diablo 4 Season 2. It was written on October 24th by Elizabeth Harper. 
Diablo 4 Season 2 is now live, and with it comes a brand new season journey. If you didn't participate in the first season, you can expect the gameplay to be much like the Diablo 3 season journey. It's a series of increasingly difficult objectives that reward loot, gear, titles, cosmetics, and general prestige. The Season 2 journey feels a little easier than the Season 1 journey at lower levels. A number of objectives require you to do fewer things, and so you'll probably progress through the first four chapters more quickly. However, the final three chapters really up the ante, requiring you to kill all of the game's new endgame bosses, complete a level 90 Nightmare Dungeon, and max out quite a few Paragon Glyphs. However, you'll get some better rewards for your efforts. This season, you will find a new mount, new mount armor, and new mount trophy amongst the season journey rewards, and you'll pick up three scrolls of amnesia from later chapters. But this season, I'm not sure if I'll bother to finish the final chapter, which only rewards a new title and a bunch of season two crafting materials. However, if you're playing Diablo 4 this season, you should be able to make plenty of progress without too much work and collect plenty of rewards along the way. While leveling reportedly 40% faster, this is a great time to play to unlock the game, the late game content that has been particularly difficult to reach in the past. Here are all the objective objectives and quests on the Diablo 4 Season 2 Season Journey. I know I finished Chapter 1. So Chapter 1 has, you have uh, complete 6 out of 8 objectives to earn all the, re the rewards and unlock Chapter 2. I think I'm partway through Chapter 2 because honestly I was just running around killing things and not really looking for the Season Journey. I didn't even know they had one until that popped up at weird times, honestly. You know, you go through Sanctuary and it's like, hey, you did the thing. I'm like, uh, what? There's, okay, season journey, sure. Um, so these are the objectives. Kill 10 red, redamine, collect 10, not kill. <laughs> That's a plant. Collect 10 red, redamine, complete three priority or side quests, complete a cellar, salvage seven common items at the blacksmith or jeweler, complete two dungeons in dry steps, complete a world event, Okay. Equip a piece of packed armor and activate a vampiric power. Uh, there's more details about that. Chapter 2 wants you to complete 9 out of 11 objectives to earn all of the rewards and unlock Chapter 3. Um, I'll, I'll let you find this in the show notes because it's a lot in here. Chapter 3 wants 10 out of 13 objectives. And Chapter 4 wants 9 out of 11 objectives. Then there's Slayer, just like, you know, Diablo 3 had. 10 out of 12 objectives need to be there to unlock Champion. Champion is 10 out of 12 objectives as well. Destroyer is 7 out of 9 objectives to earn all the rewards. And that's it. I'm going to hang on to that one because I probably will need that information. Uh, a couple of days ago, Filthy Rich, who is a community manager and is in the U.S. forums, blizzard.com, uh, has a couple of things. First part here has to do with player trading. Okay, so he wrote this. We've suspended player trading in Diablo 4 until further notice due to a duplication exploit. We are working on a fix to amend this issue and will update it once, you, once we've reinstated the ability to trade. We will continue to monitor this activity to ensure a healthy playing experience for all. Any account that engages in gold and item duplication exploits will be actioned in accordance with our end user license agreement. We thank you for reporting this exploit to us and your patience. After that, actually, 
Filthy Rich continues, player trading functionality has been re-enabled. We will continue to monitor player posts to ensure all is well with trading. Thank you for your patience. So I do like when they actually fix stuff. So that is a good thing. We've also got uh, in the forums as well, Sanguine alters gray out when getting too close. So here's someone named Brandon Sky who wrote this. So I want to use the alters to finish the Bloodseeker's Whisper on a new blood harvest and every single one of them get grayed out only when I'm within five feet of them. Did someone use them and there's a cooldown? Does the area need a certain amount of kills to be useful? Why doesn't it even show it being grayed out all the time? And Filthy Rich uh, responded. There was another reply to that uh, Brandon Sky person, but Filthy Rich says this. Chiming in to let folks know we're aware of the issue. The team is currently investigating this, and we will provide status updates as soon as they're available. Thank you very much for your patience and understanding. Now, I don't know how far they got with this. I'm going to, like, skim down here and see if some blue notes pop up, but I'm not seeing any. Well, yeah, Pez Radar says the issue's been addressed. Okay. I don't know what issue that was. But they're working on it, and I like to know that they're working on the game because I've been having fun with the game, and I'd like to continue to have fun with the game, and probably most of you would uh, like that as well. Okay, from Blizzard Watch, we have how to unlock and improve your new vampiric powers in Diablo 4 Season 2, written by Liz Pat. Uh, in Diablo 4 Season 2, Season of Blood, Sanctuary is beset by a newly turned army of ravenous vampires, and you get to wield their dreadful vampiric powers to, quote, hunt the hunter, end quote. But you have a few things to do before you can use their powers for, perhaps, dubiously good. How do we get these awesome new vampiric powers in the first place? And more importantly, how do we get the absolute best out of these powers? There is a video here titled Diablo 4 Season 2 Leveling Guide Vampire Powers Explained. If you haven't messed around with that yet, I recommend you check this out on YouTube. It looks like it is a video from Riker. So to continue with this article, unlock and level vampiric powers with potent blood. Unlocking new vampiric powers in season two and subsequently leveling them requires a new seasonal resource, potent blood. There are three ways to farm potent blood, but the easiest and fastest is to farm the blood harvest. The blood harvest seasonal event is new to season two. It is centered around the Dark Master's blood seeker lieutenants, commanding armies of vampires to conquer the dry steps, steps, Hazawar and Skosglen keep an eye out for blood lures, lures during the harvest event as they will summon blood seekers to you instead of having to hunt them. You unlock your first vampiric power undying through the initial quest line with Eris. This quest line also gives you your first potent blood, which you can spend in two ways to unlock vampiric powers or to level up vampiric powers. Both are done in the vampiric powers tab on the character's menu shown by a blood droplet with the green seasonal leaf icon next to your equipment tab goes on from here about what you need to do there are 15 vampiric powers unlocked with potent blood but all 22 require potent blood to level them from one to three that's 8625 potent blood to farm up and there's a picture here of something called shattered runic gloves with all those little packs on it um, for that and yeah there's a little more description in here you can customize your armor with desired packs there's a couple pictures here of the pact of ferocity and also a cleansing acid that will remove the packs and you can stick a different one in there is my understanding so that's um, important to know if you're playing Diablo 4 and now we're back to Wowhead it says, no nerfs planned for season 2 Diablo 4 devs say posted 3 days ago by Therid and there is a 
I don't know. I want to say Twitter, but it's X now. And it's a post from Joe Shelley, who is the game director. He says, we're glad players are having fun in Diablo 4 Season of Blood and have no plans to nerf it. That is such a good thing to hear. <laughs> you know what I mean? Over on Max Roll, we have a thing from Dread Scythe. And uh, this one was written on October 24, called Season 2, Week 1 Recap, Cleanup on Aisle 4. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, so here's what's going on. It's just kind of bits and pieces of what the guys at Max Roll are doing um, or have done. Welcome to our Season 2, Week 1 Recap post. A lot has happened in-game and on the Max Roll Diablo 4 branch since Season 2 slash Season of Blood started. As always, with the first few weeks of a season, we want to take the time to go over any news patches slash hotfixes, big recent developments in-game, and of course updates to our leveling guides, end-game build guides, and many resource posts. Season 2 start, and it says all the bloodthirsty blasters were ready to go in and take the fight back to Lord Zur this past Tuesday. However, the devil, or should we say the Diablo in the details, got the better of the server and delayed the season start by about two hours. While a downer, the Diablo team got things going ASAP, and once everyone got in, they could blast away the vampire cords. There are patches and hotfixes. I think I might have read a little bit about that. Build guides. You want a build guide? Here's what we, here's what they got. I'll read you the description and then I'll tell you all the classes in here that it affects. Uh, build guides are ever-changing and sometimes those changes are widespread. This makes it difficult to balance keeping up with the current meta and leaving guides up that people are currently halfway through. We understand it's hard to see a guide you've been following go through some drastic changes before you've finished your build, but we feel it is imperative to keep our content up to date so the builds we make get the job done. In light of this, we have recently up updated almost all of all our current build guides in one way or another, so be sure to refresh the build guide and then head down to the change log to ensure you have the most up-to-date information. Some were updated for the recent discovery of only being able to have 20 packs on gear versus 25. This means there may be changes in the vampiric powers chosen as well. We'll continue adjusting them and reformatting them as we move forward as the season settles down. We hope as more bugs are sorted out and things normalize that we'll end up with one of some of the most comprehensive and effective build guides possible. On top of the updates, there are several new possible end game guides across all classes, and we are heavily focusing on filling in our catalog of build guides to fulfill new fantasies in Season 2. Let's talk about each class a bit. So I'm going to skim ahead on this, so there are guides for the Barbarian, the Druid, the Necromancer, the Rogue, and the Sorcerer. Then there's Tier Lists, which was just updated for Season 2 for the Nightmare Dungeon Push Tier List. Uh, future plans, um, they're going to keep doing this stuff. They do good work, the whole team out uh, there. And um, yeah, in uh, Max Roll, they do really good stuff. Wowhead has an article titled Big Diablo 4 Cow Level Update Forlorn Hovel Seller Unlocked. Uh, this is posted four days ago by Varid. There's an image in this article um, with a player, I think, getting surrounded by cows, maybe? <laughs> I'm not sure. It says, Secret Finders Rejoice, a major step in the search for Diablo 4's cow level has been completed. A player found out how to obtain the three relics that are needed to access the Forlorn Hovel. Most experts agree that this particular cellar could be the location to open a portal into Sanctuary's parallel cow mansion. <laughs> that dimension cow mention. There is a little video here by someone named Grandpa Joe, the player who first opened the Forlorn Hovel uh, cellar, and um, looks like it's in... Where would this be exactly? 
Kawazar, maybe? I'm not sure. As it appears, players need to kill exactly 666 cows to get one of three relics needed to craft a key that opens a secret cellar, which is assumed to be the summoning location for a portal into Diablo 4's secret cow level. Sounds confusing. Let's look back at what we know so far. And then there's like, there's some loot here. There's a bloody wooden shard that's in a leather bag. Uh, a worn bloodstained chunk of wood with tattered leather straps. The leather, the letter W has been crudely carved on one side. Though its purpose is lost to time, this was once an object of great significance. Requires level 61. Intricate metallic fragment. A metallic fragment of unknown origin, still humming with magical energies. It appears to be part of some ancient device. Though its purpose is lost to time, that's the same thing it's going to get. It's They're all level 61. There's a a musty tome, the tattered leather binding of an old tome, the deep blue dye has faded with age, and all of the pages have been torn out. And then there's a strange key, a large metal key, though it appears ordinary, you feel that it has some kind of power. This is the only one that has a different description, and that description is, who knows what this could unlock? And you have to be level 61 for all of those things. And it'll show you like kind of where you go and what you do and things like that. So if you want to go after the cows, you can do it. Um, actual again end game build tier list they do this a lot this is on the October 25th it was posted by the max roll team and this is for season of blood specifically season 2 season of blood so there's S tier A tier B tier C tier and D tier and you can kind of you know go look at your loot and your armor and things like that and see if there's anything in here that you think you want to look at um, there's four, like the S tier for necros, rogues, druids, two for druids, two for rogues, uh, another druid and a lightning source, a ball lightning source there for A tier. It goes, you know, there's more, um, I'm probably going to look at that maybe and see if I have anything that's like useful. I don't know. I might not. And I'm going to end this with some music. Not that I'm going to play here because that would probably be copyright infringement, but there is on Spotify an album titled Diablo 3 Haunted Sounds of Sanctuary from Blizzard Entertainment from 2014. It has 13 songs and they're named after uh, different parts of Diablo 3. There's a total of, yeah, 13 songs. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm probably going to pretty soon because I just like the music a lot. And that's where I'm going to end this for now. That's about all I had to talk about this time around. I'm hoping that all of you that are going to be going to BlizzCon fairly soon get there and don't get sick from con crud and everything else. And now I'm going to end the show. You have been listening to episode 432 of The Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Missed an episode? You can find the show blog and listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. Come join us in-game. Our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone, are open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord for the ultimate team and community-based experience. Find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter at Shattered Stone as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. Thank you for listening.